listening to the coffee hour i'm andy bates i'm jordan harms we are at the lcms convention in milwaukee wisconsin and have the opportunity to sit down with some some of the great people spending some time here and one of those would happen to be one of our missionaries serving the lord in germany we're going to share that story with you in just a moment thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us at the KFUO booth at the LCMS Convention, the Reverend Dr. Christian Teves, serving the Lord in Germany. Thanks so much for joining us today. Andy, Jordan, it's a pleasure and a privilege. We had the privilege of catching up earlier at the convention in a little more casual setting, just sitting around and fellowship and enjoying some good conversation. You shared some great stories with us. And one of those stories is where you grew up and how the Lord brought you into the church. I'd love to start with that story. You're serving in Germany. That's right. And that's where you were born, right? I was born there. And I've mathematically, I've lived half of my life in the States and half in Germany. But formative years were in Germany. I like to say that the average German goes to church four times in his or her life, twice vertically and twice horizontally. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was one of those. I was baptized as an infant, and then we moved to the States, but I moved back to Germany, and I had nothing to do with Christianity at all. They dragged me into confirmation class at 17. That would be one of the vertical, <laughs> one of the vertical positions. And, but I had, I had nothing to do with Christianity. I didn't even know any Christians. I didn't know the gospel. To, to make matters worse, I studied geology and was just immersed in, in evolution and, and the whole bit. And that's all I knew. And I succeeded to kind of wreck my personal life, destroying my first marriage and remarried. And my wife and I moved to an LCMS church in Texas where I heard the gospel for the first time at the tender age of 40. And uh, this was a large church, maybe 1,100 people in attendance that day. And the pastor said, shooting one of those arrows out into space, <laughs> he, said, he said, Jesus died on the cross and forgives you for the fact that you destroyed your marriage. And I was sitting there and I said, does this man know me or, or what? And I was just riveted. And then he said, Jesus died on the cross and forgives you for the fact that you walked away from your kids. I said, what? So my eyes started brimming up, and, and I said, well, what is this? And so he went through a couple of those motions, and then he said, if you would like to come down to the altar rail after the service and thank Jesus for what he's done for you, we invite you to come down. Some pastors will be down here. And so I told my wife, I said, I want to go down there. And she was both German and nominal Catholic. And she said, no, that's weird stuff. I'm not going down there. (laughs) And I said, no, I I need to go down and please come down with me. So she went down. And so a pastor prayed over me and and I bawled like a baby for 20 minutes. And I had no idea what was that. So I, w- I went home, talked to a neighbor, and she said, well, what did you, you know, how was church? And I said, I had the weirdest, weirdest situation. I heard all these things. <laughs> I heard, I told the, I, I heard the, the gospel, whatever that is, and the Jesus forgive me for my sins, and I bawled like a baby. 
And she said, and I had already known her a year at the time. She said, Chris, will this change your life? I said, I have no idea. But it was, this is <laughs> awesome and, and weird at the same time. So anyway, so the pastor had said, we're looking for people to teach, to teach children's church and so on. And, and my wife had actually done that before in a Catholic setting. So I figured, well, I can, I can read stories. I can read children's Bibles. I'm, yeah, okay, I guess I can do that. So I did that for a while, and we did it together. And uh, so one thing led to another, and I attended classes. And, and a couple of years later, they did the 40 Days of Purpose. This was in the late 90s. And uh, I've, I'd been in sales at that point. For, for 10 years, so I'm, I like people and work with people and so on. And the pastor said, we'd like you to head up the small group program. I said, okay. So, and a week later, we had 1,100 people in small groups in 85 different groups. So I did that for, for about half a year or so. Then they said, well, we'd like you to, be, to serve as an elder in our church. Okay. So I did all that. So, but by now... Seven or eight years had gone by from that original Sunday. And one Saturday night, I called that same pastor up on the phone. I said, listen, I'm thinking I'm going to the seminary. I've been doing so much reading and this and that, and, and my life has been very strange, but I'm a, I'm a geologist by profession. I was in sales, and, and I had Greek and Latin in, in many years of Greek and Latin in school in Germany, and... I think I'm, I'm, I would like to serve the Lord in my professional capacity. And the pastor said, this is the greatest thing I've heard in some time. Do it. We will support you, which they did. And so we sold our, our little ranchette with, with horses and, and goats and cats and dogs and the whole wow. bit and moved to St. Louis. And a year later, we were in the woods, as they call it, or at least used to. <laughs> there at the seminary and I was I attended the seminary and graduated and they sent me off to Oklahoma four years later to serve two wonderful churches in Tulsa and in Okmulgee south of Tulsa and uh, so someone said you know your your story is a little bit like St. Paul's I said no please don't put me in that category if anything a dollar general St. Paul But so maybe Dollar Tree. Yeah. So, but the, the interesting or Dollar Tree, yeah. So, but the the interesting thing is, being a convert myself, I can very much relate to adult converts, and those are the people I work with every day, in Germany as a missionary, working with people who are currently stuck in the darkness of Islam, just as I was stuck in the darkness of secularism for forty years. And uh, the Lord has prepared me for this, it would seem, and it's, it's a joy to, to share the gospel with our Iranian friends, and uh, the Lord seems to be blessing our work there. Wow. That's a pretty good first start, I'd say. <laughs> I, do, I really do want to get to the transition from pastor to missionary, but before yeah. that, I want to go back a little bit and ask you yeah. how you said you, you didn't even know any Christians right. for 40 years. Right. Do you find that that, that maybe not now, but then during mm-hmm. your generation, mm-hmm. was that common in oh, Germany? Absolutely. It was it's, really pretty void oh, over there. It's, it's even worse now. Yeah. It's even worse now. So statistically, only 5% of P 
people living in Germany, and that's not Germans, people living in Germany okay. have an active faith. And that includes active Muslims. So the real number of, of German, traditional Germans, it's maybe like 4%, that have an active faith. So it's, it's, it's tiny. That's astonishing tiny, to me. Tiny. And, yeah. and, and remember, this is the land that gave us, that rediscovered the gospel. 500 years right. ago. Right. And so many people I know here are German immigrants. Yes. yes. <laughs> but they're Christian. Right. Right. Wow. So it's it's very sad. But to be fair, it's like like that throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. France is no better. Sure. Great Britain is no better. And uh, Spain and Italy are actually no better. The 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 two countries on the planet with the lowest birth rate are Spain and Italy. And those in traditionally Catholic countries, which it used to be very high birth rate. That's no longer the case. So Europe is, is well, in many ways, we could call it post-Christian. Mm-hmm. When did you start thinking about serving internationally? When you were serving in the parish? Yes, it's a, it's a good question. Because growing up or spending much of my life in Germany and knowing Germany and so on, I said the last place I would ever want to do church work <laughs> Yes, would be in Germany. I said, Shouldn't have said it out loud. No, really. <laughs> because because it's. I said it might as well just bite into granite. I mean, it's just it's, it's just it's super tough. Says the geologist. Says the geologist. So you know what you're talking Says about. Says the geologist. Yeah, granite <laughs> is very very hard. So, but then something very interesting happened in 2015. There was a civil war in Syria, which is still going on, and well over a million. Refugees poured into Germany mm-hmm. and a, a several more million into Europe. And virtually all of these people, also from North Africa, were Muslim. And I noticed a spike that within the Iranian community, there is a, an embrace of the gospel. Only within the Iranian Shiite community, not within Muslims generally. So North African Sunni Muslims and in Syria and, and so, Turkey, so still difficult. But Iranians are an anomaly. And there is a, a very well-known, fantastic pastor of our German sister church, the Selk, in Berlin. His name is Gottfried Martens. He was actually at the convention here four years ago and mm-hmm. gave a presentation. So, and he is the the father of all Iranian ministry in Germany. He has... 1,500 people in his congregation, which is huge by Selk standards, of which 1,400 are Iranians and Afghans. Only wow. 100 Germans. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It is an anomaly. Yeah, yeah very much an <laughs> anomaly. So I thought, now wait a minute, if this is going on and we have all these new Muslims going and pouring into Europe, that is exciting. I, I would like to be interested and involved in that. And so I contacted the Office, Office of International Mission about three or four years ago. And I, I knew some of the people there. And I said, listen, when I retire in eh, five years or so, I would be interested in going to Germany and working with Persians. And they said, Chris, we know you. We know your story. We will take you immediately. Don't wait until you retire. <laughs> so 11 months later, oh my gosh. I, I, I touched down in Frankfurt am Main. So that was the, 
that was the transition. And so the the Iranian influx, that that really pulled me. I want to talk more about what it was like to go back to Germany after being in the States for so long as well. We'll get to that story in just a moment. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates, Jordan Harms. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others, to live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world, to live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live Uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Harms. We are at the LCMS Convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Today we have the opportunity to sit down with the Reverend Dr. Christian Teves, serving the Lord in Germany. You had shared that uh, born in Germany, came to the States, heard the gospel for the first time, went to seminary, this is a quick summary, went to seminary, served in, in two parishes in Oklahoma, then started serving, considering serving in Germany. The Lord sends you to Germany through a call to serve as a missionary there. What was it like returning to Germany now? Changed. Yeah, with a, a different <laughs> yeah. life. Yeah. Well, I will say the Lord blessed my personal situation so that the two, the two children I talked about earlier that I had walked away from couldn't have a better relationship. We're all in the same city. We're all in Hamburg. So we've over the years, we visited them a lot. And, and Lula's, my wife's parents in Germany, etc. So I had... We, we were in Germany like every year or every other year. So it wasn't, it wasn't a shock to return. It was, I'm, I'm just as comfortable in Germany as in the U.S. However, Germany in 2021, when I started there as a missionary, was quite different from Germany in 1996 when we left. The reason being that today, 30% of all people living in Germany have what they call a migration background, 30%. So that would be first, second, or third generation, mostly Muslim people, Turkish people, etc. So Germany is, if you will, much, much more international than it was up to the, up mm. the 90s. So it's, it's, it's really a different country. And it's a different country from when the wall came down in 89. It is depending... The best example is, is Frankfurt am Main. 51% of the population has a migration background. In other words, Germans are in the minority. Wow. And you see that as soon as you step off the train at Frankfurt. Mm. And, and most other large cities, it's probably between 25 and 30%. So there are, there are areas in, in Hamburg, you wouldn't think you're in Germany anymore. And uh, it's just the way it is. But it's a huge, huge possibility and potential for, for sharing the gospel. So it's, it's exciting that Germany is the way it is now, and uh, the Lord is, is opening many doors for these people to hear the gospel. It's very encouraging that you describe it as, instead of like, oh no, there's so few Christians yeah. and more of a, right. a canvas for right. how the Lord can yeah. work in yeah. Germany. Yeah. So, and, and as Andy said, we did a, a recap up to 
where you are now, the transition right. and now right. back. So right. now you're back in Germany and you're serving. What does that look like? What is, how yeah. do you serve in Germany? Yeah, well, I have maybe two and a half jobs. <laughs> my first, my, my Don't first, we all? <laughs> yeah. my, my first job is to, to live in Hamburg <clears throat> and to work with two local silk congregations, which have a total of roughly 150 Persian members. So catechize them, baptize them, give them the Lord's Supper, work with them. Also work through everyday situational problems. They all are, are requesting asylum in Germany. Mm. And uh, so the, the German court system is, is, is tough because, to be honest, they're trying to dial back on all the, the, the refugees coming in. And so we have to prepare them for their hearings and uh, you know, basically explain what it is to be a Christian. So yeah. a, a lot of interaction with them. The, other, the second job is I'm one of the docents, one of the instructors at Luther Academy in Riga, Latvia. So that is an online seminary that the LCMS supports. And uh, I'm one of, I think, maybe five or six instructors now. And so we teach online and maybe 90% of the time and 10% of the time we, we meet uh, on site either in Latvia or in Germany or somewhere. And right now we have about 25 students from, from Central Africa all the way to Pakistan, to Turkey, to a number of European countries as well. And so I, I get to teach these men and women and that's super exciting. And there's also an overlap because I also I was a salesman, so so I'm also recruiting for potential students from my Iranian community in Germany, mm -hmm. and we already have a number of them, and also from other ethnic communities in Germany, for people who would want to do professional church work. And I said two and a half jobs. The half job is to sort of try and coordinate Persian ministry within Germany in the Selk. So there are a number of cities or, or congregations in the Selk with, with Persians. So Berlin is the biggest one. We're in Hamburg. Then Leipzig, where we have three other LCMS missionaries, as you know, and Duisburg and Dusseldorf and other cities. So trying to coordinate that we, that we kind of dovetail our work and, and don't reinvent the wheel too much. Mm. Earlier you shared, before you went to seminary, you had already studied or knew multiple languages. You... What were those languages you knew before seminary? Well, as a high school student, gymnasium is the German term for it. I had, I had five years of New Testament Greek and nine years of Latin. And my mom's side comes from Chile, South America, so I can, I can get along with Spanish. And then, of course, Hebrew at the seminary, and now, of course, I'm working on Farsi. And, and English and German. Well, and English and German. <laughs> you yeah. have all those yeah. languages. <laughs> I've lost count. Yeah. Yeah. I barely have yeah. a handle on English. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> tell us about that the the community that you're serving, the yeah. the Persian community right. that you're serving. Right. Tell us about the languages that and the, maybe the challenges they face and and right. learning languages right. to to connect. Yeah. So there, these ninety nine point nine percent of the people I serve are Iranians. For whatever reason, we we have hardly any Afghans. Hmm. I don't know why, but anyway. Iranians, and the predominant language there is Farsi, and uh, it is, they use Arabic writing, so it's from, it's from right to left, and so in other words, the, the, the freebie is, if you, if you can read Farsi, you can also read Arabic, 
So I was in Dubai earlier this year, and I had a good time reading Coca-Cola in, <laughs> in Arabic writing, etc. <laughs> so, so we work with them, but a number of these people have already been in Germany for several years, so their, their German is not too bad. A few speak English, and so we, we get by kind of like with a, with a mix of, of the three languages. I'm, I'm working on my Farsi, but I'm also 66, so it ain't as easy as when I was studying Greek at the age of 15. But <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. And uh, so we, we communicate well. And uh, in any group of, of Iranians, I have interpreters who just are willing to help. And so we, we can communicate pretty well. Wow. So what are you hoping to accomplish here at the, at the convention? And, and what's next for you? Well, I've been invited to speak to address the, the convention, basically kind of a formal version of what I'm telling you. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, sh- share what the Lord is doing there. And uh, obviously meeting my, my old friends from Oklahoma yes. and other and, and friends at the Office of International Mission and the LCMS in and, and St. Louis and, and Fort Wayne and at both seminaries, etc. So it's wonderful to be back in this capacity. And uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, well, this is the biggest event in the LCMS since well, four years ago, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I'm very privileged to, to be able to be here and to, to share what the Lord is, is doing in, in our neck of the woods in North Germany. What, were, what are some of the challenges of the, the refugees that you're serving? What are the challenges that they're facing yeah. as refugees? Some of them have been there for years. Yeah, yeah. So the challenges, and we talk about this a lot, it is very much for them like the persecution that early Christians experienced that we can read about in Acts and elsewhere in the New Testament. To, to convert from Islam to any other Christianity is illegal and in Iran will be punished with prison and perhaps also execution. And they know this. And that is why many of them have, have come to, to, to Europe. However, even in, even in Germany, they encounter persecution and, and aggression from fellow countrymen or, or other Muslims because of their conversion. An example, one of my parishioners works at a fast food chain in Hamburg, and his manager is Syrian and former ISIS. Yikes. And this manager has told our parishioner, he said, you converted to Christianity. We need to put you on a a death list, just like we did Salman Rushdie in the 1980s, and you deserve to die. And our parishioner came to me. He said, well, what should I do? He's married, has two children. Young, Young guy, 29 years old. And I said, I would suggest a few things. First of all, you are a Christian. Do not back down. Do not give in. Do not relinquish your faith. This is the Christian experience and has been for 2,000 years. And if you, if you add the believers in, in the Lord in the Old Testament, it's been going on for 4,000 years. This is, sadly, this is, this is normal. That Christians in the West are not being persecuted, that's actually an exception. So that's the first thing. Don't back down. 
The second thing is you are not alone. Christ is, is with you. He is in you. He, you receive Christ weekly in the Lord's Supper. And he is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And by the way, I'm with you too. I'm providing as much pastoral care as, as I can. And you're, you're not in this alone. The third thing is, I said, focus on the fourth petition of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. This former ISIS manager of yours regards you as the enemy. However, as a Christian, Jesus commands us to love our enemies. So this man is your friend, even though you are his enemy. In other words, do not... Don't be rough on... Be, be as kind as you can to him. Be friendly. Be helpful. And we read in, in Proverbs, by the way, that to, to love your neighbor is to... Love your enemy is to pour hot coals on his head. So he will probably not understand why you're friendly to him, but you are, you are supposed to do this. Right? And finally, I said, the Lord has promised that at the end of Matthew 28 that he will be with us always. So he is, not only is he walking with you during this difficult time and giving you strength and, and courage, he will be with you forever. So do what you're doing. And we're, we're walking with you, but do not relinquish Christ because hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people have experienced this in the last few millennia. And we will walk with you to make sure that, that you, you, you stand tall. How can we stay informed on the Lord's work in Germany? Well, the LCMS reports regularly on, on what we're doing. I'm also on Facebook. And if one wishes, you can, you can follow me on Facebook. Just type in my name. My last name is good enough. You'll find me, T-I-E-W-S. And I, every week I, I write little, and Instagram too, by the way, I write little stories on what's, what I experience. And so you can follow me personally, but just follow the LCMS. And LCMS is on Facebook as well. OIM is on Facebook. And so... Our, the modern media we have allows you sitting there in Missouri and in Illinois to follow us. And we are so grateful, and I speak on behalf of, of my fellow missionaries, we are so grateful to, to be your hands and feet as we share the gospel with people wherever they come from, wherever they may live. And uh, we know that, that you are praying and supporting for our ministries, but we are we are your, your bodies, and your, your hearts and minds are here. And it's a privilege and a blessing to, to serve you and our Lord in this way. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Christian T., serving the Lord in Germany. Thank you so much for being our yes, guest on the Coffee you. Hour. Thank you so much. God bless you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Jordan Hart. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.